Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Saved. I am so glad you're here. I am so glad to be speaking with you today. I appreciate your patience as I was out of the office last week, but I am excited to be back and chatting with you and sharing my heart for the Lord. I hope you had a great 4th of July week in the meantime and that your summer is going well and just that wherever you are today, you are feeling God's peace and joy. As always, I have some wonderful announcements in regards to the Saved podcast. I was thinking as I was out of the office of what I could do um, and how I could continue to grow the podcast or better the podcast. And an idea I had is that at the end of each podcast every week, I want to answer a question or two from you, the listener. So as I've shared before, I'll share it again. Of course, I have an email. I have an Instagram account. If you could just take the time to think of a question, whether it be faith-related, whether it be from my personal life, whether it be looking for advice for a situation that you're in or a friend's and literally any kind of question from what's my favorite book in the Bible to how I stand on the predestination free will issue to what my favorite food is, I would love to see and answer your questions. And also as an encouragement to do this and also as a way to get the name of the Save podcast out there, I have ordered some stickers and um, like the super cool like vinyl ones that you can slap on a water bottle or laptop and they last forever. Um, for anybody that sends me a question or or I guess anybody that sends me a question and after that sends me the address that they would like the sticker mailed to, I'll make sure to put a sticker um, in the mail with your name on it um, free of charge just as a thank you for being a listener and for engaging. So please make sure to either head on over to your email and email me at thesavedpodcast at gmail.com or go to Instagram and find me at thesavedpodcast. And like I said, just shoot me a personal message or an email with your question and your address and I will make sure to not only get the sticker out to you, but also to pray over the answer to your question. It will remain anonymous as I answer it on the show. Of course, I won't be sharing any names, but Oftentimes, if you're dealing with a struggle or you have a question or you're just interested about something, oftentimes there are other people um, that have that same question or that same thought, and they're, um, they benefit from your bravery in uh, speaking up and sharing that question. So that's that announcement. I hope to hear from all of you. I dream of the day where every water bottle in the world has a saved sticker on it, and you can be a part of that mission today. So let's talk about where I was last week and what I learned. That's what I kind of wanted to talk about today on the podcast is um, exactly what God taught me in the wilderness. Um, I, might, I think I shared this a few weeks ago um, when I was announcing that I would be away for a week. My husband Casey and I went on a backpacking trip through the Bighorn Mountains of Wyoming um, with a youth group from our local church in Big Rapids, Michigan. And there were 18 of us total, 11 students, four chaperones from Big Rapids and three guides um, from an organization out in Wyoming that knew the trail and were responsible for our safety. 
And we went out there. Um, we drove for two days from Michigan out to Wyoming. And then we're in the wilderness from Monday through Friday. And then started our journey back on Saturday and got back late Sunday night. So it was just an absolutely incredible trip, an absolute honor um, and blessing to be a part of, to be asked to go on that trip. God did some incredible, amazing things and taught um, everybody, I think, some really important lessons, which I wanted to share with you. If this were a video, I would share some very cute pictures as well, but this is a podcast and you might be driving or running or grocery shopping and I don't want to interrupt your task at hand. So another incentive to head on over to the Instagram account where you can see some pictures from this trip. Anyway, so let's talk about <laughs> some of the lessons that I learned while I was in the wilderness last week. Um, there are four main ones that I want to talk about here. Um, the first one that I'd like to talk about, a lesson that I learned, is just the importance of simplicity in our lives. So of course, when we were out in the Bighorn Mountains, we were backpacking. Every single night, we stayed at a different campsite as we moved down the route. The route was about 31 to 33 miles long. So every night, we stayed at a different campsite. We didn't have like one base camp that we would do day hikes out and then come back to at night. It was literally all of our stuff, all of our food, clothing, shelters, water. Um, we did filter water while we were on the trail, but still had to carry quite a bit of it. Um, any first aid supplies that we need, camp kitchen stuff, all of it. We carried on our backs. And because of that, obviously, there was quite an incentive to travel light and to travel simple. Um, anything that we brought, we had to carry even if it was something that we would use and then throw out, we packed out all our trash with us as well. So um, there was a huge incentive to live simply. Um, and as I was out on the trail and as I was carrying my pack with my very minimal amount of clothing and other supplies, I was really encouraged to ask myself the question, um, how much of this do I really need um, once I get home? where I have so much more available, how much of that do I really need? I think sometimes, I know I do this personally, um, I look around my home or um, my office or my space, whatever, my car, and I'm like, oh yeah, I need this. <clears throat> Excuse me. But really, after being in the woods for seven days, I learned that I use that phrase, I need this, more often than it's actually true especially when I think about the things that I truly do need. For example, when I was on the trail and I truly did need my tent or um, my rain gear as we hiked through the rain and hailstorms or all that kind of stuff. Even the things that I truly do need and I'm so blessed to have is often more than other people have as well. And that was a really convicting work that the Lord did in my heart is that realizing that I live in a huge abundance even when my most basic needs are just satisfied. And yet, for some reason, sometimes I still strive for more or I still want more. So as I was on the trail, as I was pulling things out of my bag every single day, I was just given a really humble heart of thankfulness for what I do have and a conviction to move forward with less. Paul talks about this in the book of 1 Timothy, where he's talking to Timothy about false teachers who cause controversy and discontentment. Paul says, starting with verse six, but godliness with contentment is great gain for we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. 
But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager from eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. So thinking about that super convicting passage and just um, what we were able to get by with on the trail, what we were able to, even if we didn't have makeshift something that we did have, that would work just fine. Um, as we move forward and as I move forward, I know that I'll be applying this lesson in being content with what I do have and enjoying the things that I'm given by God out of abundance, but not striving for them. We're not living for them. We're not putting my purpose in life as chasing after them because those things are temporary and assuming that I have food and shelter, um, the rest that I need to do God's will of sharing his love and grace on earth is taken care of. So that was the first lesson regarding all things simplicity and what we really need and what is living in abundance. The second lesson that I learned out in the wilderness has to do with suffering and perseverance. So as you can imagine, there was some pretty brutal circumstances out there. I just mentioned how we hiked in the rain one day. Um, We were hiking in quarter-size hail. Um, As your equipment gets soaked, as your socks get soaked, you start getting more hot spots or more blisters all over your body. Um, We were in one day hiking um, in the cold rain. The next day, it was like 95 degree heat as we climbed out of a canyon. Um sore bodies were a real issue. We had uh, one day where we did like a 13 miler. And uh, once you carry your weight on your back and you're not on a flat surface, like we were doing a decline over 13 miles and the trail itself wasn't flat or packed dirt. It was like rocky boulders and ruts and bushes and all kinds of just crazy stuff. We really uh, pushed ourselves and uh, definitely definitely did some things that we might not have thought previously that we were capable of. But even in this, um, while we're on the trail, I was convicted of the fact that even though I was sore and hurting and had some pretty unfavorable conditions at some times, this was still nothing compared to what our brothers and sisters around the world experience in terms of persecution in the name of Christ. Um, Unfortunately, Um, Christianity is still the number one persecuted religion around the world. And here in the U.S., we take that for granted. Um, We think that people calling us uncool because we're a Christian is persecution, but there are some countries where actually being killed for your faith is considered persecution. And I think something that we need to be okay with or need to get familiar with is being uncomfortable. Um, That's definitely the word I would use to describe some of the time on the trail. Not all of it was like that, but there were definitely some times that I felt uncomfortable, um, whether it be physically, excuse me, or emotionally. And that's pretty countercultural. Right now, I feel like in our in our culture, we oftentimes seek comfort kind of as like the purpose of life or um, as one of the main guiding factors in our happiness is, are we comfortable? Um, But what I learned on the trail is it's often in the times that you're uncomfortable that you have the greatest reward. And the time that you persevere through that uncomfortableness is just the time that you see the biggest payback for your work. 
um, as we were um, hiking through the rain and through the hail, um, and as we were hiking through the heat, um, just the views that we saw were absolutely amazing and incredible. And on top of that, the amazing discussion that we had as a team, the encouragement that I saw, um, the way that I saw God unifying our team, the way that I saw God working in the lives of individual um, students that were on that trip that um, they shared with the group was just such an encouragement and just so worth the effort and time and physical strain and sacrifice of being disconnected from the world for a week um, that the team invested. There was a huge payback for that. So another verse that I just want to encourage you with as we talk about suffering and perseverance comes from Romans. And in Romans, Paul is encouraging the Romans with the fact that Jesus reconciled us to God. He gave us our faith and he gave us the ability to rejoice. And from there in chapter five, verses three through five, he goes on to say, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, in character, hope and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So if you find your place, if you find yourself in a place of suffering, whether it be suffering persecution or um, suffering a huge loss or grievance in your life right now, or um, suffering through um, an emotional issue right now that you're dealing with, I just want you to be encouraged to know that as Romans talks about persevering through that builds character and hope. And that hope is built on God alone. If you trust him as the one that pulls you through those tough times, he is the one that will give you the sustenance that you need to move forward and will be the one that will help you see um, just the love that he has for you and um, give you the strength that you need to move forward. So application point here is as I move forward, um, in making difficult choices um, and in dealing with times of hardship, just being comfortable with being uncomfortable and knowing that Jesus will give me the hope and peace that I need to persevere. Okay, so we are through two of the lessons. We talked about the importance of simplicity and then also how to deal with suffering and the fruits of perseverance. Now, a lesson that I learned on the trail has to do with you probably guessed it was coming, phone use and social media. So as we were out on the trail, um, we were like in the literal back country of Wyoming with no cell service and not even like no cell service from the trail, but like no cell service one hour of in either direction of the trail. Like as we were driving to the trail and away from the trail, we didn't even have cell service for like an hour because, um, during that time as well. So we were pretty isolated up there and we were pretty dependent on um, just the immediate um, environment um, and whatever we could do kind of in the in the immediate um, like immediate response so it was definitely quite an interesting experience to think about the fact that like if something happens, no one has a way to get a hold of me and I have no way to get a hold of them. And there could be something big and breaking and scary happening out in the world, but we have no idea. But really, that was almost refreshing, I think, um, as we move forward in a time where we're constantly connected or in a time where um, we can know anything in any moment with the internet um, or we can connect with anybody at any time. Oftentimes, we lose focus of what's happening in front of us and the people in front of us and what we can do to love them well and instead get focused on what we think we need to do to appear good to everybody else on the outside. 
um, a time that I was really um, kind of challenged with this on the trail is as we were hiking for eight to 10 hours a day and uh, looking at the views around us, we also had some really good conversation. Um, And a question, I would just always ask people questions to get their input and feedback on things and to encourage them. But a question I asked on the trail was, if you could memorize any book in the Bible, which would you memorize? And we talked about it. And as we talked about it, I realized that that kind of question shouldn't be a hypothetical. It shouldn't be a, if you had some amazing superpower that would enable you to do this. It's not a, this is impossible, but in an ideal world, what would you do? It's a, you could do this, but do you have the drive and the reverence for the word to make it happen? I realized that there was no reason that I couldn't be memorizing a book of the Bible. And I realized that the biggest hindrance to that was the time that I spend mindlessly scrolling on social media or through the news or um, like I'm not a huge game person on my phone, but I kind of like have this rotation of the social media apps that I go through. And when I get through one, then I go back to the beginning in case I missed something while I was looking at the other ones. And those things are all just temporary. Um, Those things do, they are good to look at. It is encouraging to see what other people are up to and be able to talk to them about their life. But still, everything on this earth, everything that's happening now, everything that's pushed forward by social media is very temporary versus the word of God, which will live on forever. Psalm 119 verse 11 says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you is comparing ourselves to other people on social media going to keep us from sinning is being the most up-to-date on the latest news and trends and being connected going to keep us from sinning the text clearly says that as we hold on to god's word as we draw near to him we will be given the ability to be more like him Second Timothy chapter three, verses 16 through 17 talks about the importance of scripture and says that all scripture is God breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. I think, you know, where I'm going to go with this is anything that I'm ever going to look up on my phone other than the Bible going to equip me for every good work, maybe, but in a very temporary, superficial way. Versus the word of God, which will bolster my spirit, which will allow me to give others true encouragement to be more like God. So I have been challenged. I have been convicted of my lacks in memorizing scripture, and I'm setting out to memorize a book of the Bible. I think I'm going to start with the book of Romans. I thought about starting like with Titus or some, actually, I think Titus has chapters. There's a book in the Bible which does not have any chapters, and for a split second, I was tempted to just memorize the shortest book of the Bible or like the shortest verse in the Bible. I think it's in John or something where it just says Jesus wept. But That goes away from the point of this. And uh, I think I'll be studying through the book of Romans. So I encourage you, if if memorizing scripture isn't something you've ever done before, consider taking it seriously um, just because it allows us, like I said, to truly encourage other people, to encourage our spirit in times of temptation and shortcoming and weakness. And uh, is something that is so simple to do in terms of just writing it down on a flashcard and sticking it on the dashboard of your car or taping it to your mirror and just a verse at a verse at a verse a day at a time and praying for God to grant you um, the ability to do it.
So that is my spiel on what I learned about phone use and social media while on the trail. So at this point, we have talked about the three lessons I've learned, the importance of simplicity, how we deal with suffering and persevere through it, how I don't need to spend as much time on my phone. The final thing that I want to talk about from my time on the trail is learning about John the Baptist. Excuse me. As we were on the trail, we actually had a devotional um, book that we were going through as a team, and we were studying the life of John the Baptist um, because he's a dude that lived in the wilderness. Granted, his wilderness looked different than the wilderness that we were in. He was um, in the Middle East and we were in the West of America. So there was quite a difference there, but the concepts were still pretty similar in terms of isolation, in terms of surviving off what the land can give you and making do with what you have. Um, John the Baptist lived in the wilderness. That's where he was proclaiming that the Messiah was coming. That's where he was able to seek God without distraction. And that's something that I can I can really relate to. Um, just to provide some scriptural context, Matthew chapter 3, verse 1, in those days John the Baptist came preaching the word in the wilderness of Judea. He lived off of locusts and wild honey. He wore camel's hair tied with a belt. I mean, this dude was pretty like backcountry rugged. Like I thought after five days in the wilderness and seven days without a shower, I was like pretty brutal and pretty gnarly looking, but... Our pal John did that um, for many years as he was out there preparing the way for Christ. And as he did that, as he did God's will, as he sought God in the wilderness, um, as Jesus came, Jesus affirmed that. So um, in Matthew chapter 11, John is in prison and he's asking his people or his disciples, his followers, um, the people that he was teaching um, to seek Jesus and find out if Jesus was really who he said he was. Um, John was looking for affirmation that he was doing the will of God. He was looking for affirmation that um, his imprisonment was worth it. He was looking for affirmation that he had completed his task, um, which had been prophesied about by father by his father and in the Old Testament. Um, so in Matthew chapter 11, verses um, 2 through 15, like I mentioned, John's in prison. He sends out his disciples to go ask Jesus to confirm that Jesus is who he says he is. And Jesus gently responds that the um, people that came to him are to go back to John and share the miracles that Jesus has done to affirm Jesus's identity and to encourage John. So... The application, this is like a short version of what I learned from our devotional time, but the application of these two things um, or of this one thing comes in two parts of, first of all, creating wilderness and creating a space to seek God um, without distraction, to seek God wholly, to depend on God alone on a day-by-day basis, even if I'm in the middle of a big city, to just create that time where I'm alone with God in prayer, in the word, um, and really just seeking his heart. And then the second application is having the strength to do God's will, like John did. John preached the good news of Jesus. John preached the truth of God's word to the point of being imprisoned for it. Yet Jesus still provided him the comfort and affirmation that he needed to carry on. So the application being that as we have the strength to do God's will, God will care for us and provide us the encouragement that we need. What a good week. It was just such an amazing experience. And I'm so thankful um, that Casey and I were able to to be on that trip and to just experience the work that the Lord was doing in the in the kids' hearts and in our hearts and for all of the connections that we made um, and for all of the work of the Holy Spirit. Um, it was just an amazing trip. And before we went on the trip, I shared with the other leaders that I would define a trip, 
I would define the trip as a success when we walked away from it and said that it would have been impossible without God. And after the trip is over, I can confidently say those things that what happened out there, what we made it through, the heart transformation that we saw, the encouragement that we saw, the joy that we experienced, the beautiful creation would not have been possible without God. So I'm going to leave it there for you today. I plan on being back next week. We're back to our regularly scheduled programming. I am so excited to see all of your email and Instagram questions and to give you stickers and mail them to you. Um, Also, make sure that when you do that, you take a picture of it and share it and tag the Saved Podcast account or use the Saved Podcast hashtag um, so we can get the word out there. Um, Please take the time to share this podcast with anybody. Um, If you've seen it as helpful or encouraging or just good to listen to, even if is not the specific episode. It would mean the world to me if you would be sharing it with those around you um, and getting the word out because I just, I really find joy in sharing God's word with you guys and um, seeing the community come together. And I really appreciate you being here and listening today. So have a great week. Know that I am praying for you and we'll talk to you next week.